And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Attention, people of Earth. Do not resist us. All who oppose us shall be annihilated. We command the most powerful army of monsters in the universe. They are sure to defeat your Earth monsters. All those who are hearing this are now under the control of the Earth Destruction Directive. everyone and Merry Christmas. Welcome to Earth Destruction Directive. I am your host as always, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. would like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show today. And as you might have guessed, it is what has become something of an Earth Destruction Directive holiday tradition as we are taking a look today at the next Power Rangers Christmas special. We are taking a look at sort of Power Rangers Ninja Steel past presence and future so let's not delay the christmas miracle any longer and get right into it past presence and future was the 22nd and final episode of power rangers ninja steel it aired on december 2nd 2017 and served as the epilogue to the series with the previous episode being the actual finale our writers are alwyn dale judd lynn and becca barnes and our director is charlie haskell and our synopsis is freely adapted from PowerRangers.Fandom.com. The Rangers are spending Christmas together in the high school, with Sarah giving gifts to everyone. When Redbot asks how she knew what they all wanted, she says she made notes when they said they wanted things in her diary. She asks the Rangers what they got her, but they all react sadly, indicating that they didn't get her anything. Suddenly, Cleocatra, Cataclock's cousin, attacks, seeking revenge. The Rangers are unable to fight as they no longer have their power stars, and Cleocatra freezes everyone but Sarah, who manages to dive out of the way. She tackles the monster and grabs a time controller running outside. In the shop yard, she stumbles into Santa Claus's sleigh. <sighs> Nonplussed, Sarah hops in and fiddles with the time controller, accidentally opening a time portal into which Santa's sleigh is pulled. In the time tunnel, Santa and Sarah realize that she needs to destroy the monster, but she says she'll need their power stars to do so. She plans to visit each of the rangers when they are alone to ask them for their stars. She first visits herself, Ninja Steel Pink, with the past Sarah thinking that present Sarah is a clone, but present Sarah proves herself by showing past Sarah her diary. Sarah next visits Levi, Ninja Steel Gold, shortly after he came to the town of Summer Grove. She won't share exact details of what is happening for fear of disrupting the timeline, but does explain that she knows about Levi's power star. Levi, trusting Sarah, gives her his star. Sarah then decides to see Calvin and Haley, Ninja Steel Yellow and White, respectively, while they are protesting at the ribbon tree, protecting it from being cut down. Sarah begins to explain the situation, but grows weary of doing so a third time and simply asks the two for their stars, which they readily give her. 
Sarah next retrieved Preston, Ninja Steel Blues star, during a class election between Calvin and Haley, which has turned into a food fight. By this point, Sarah simply retrieves the star from Preston's bag, thanking him as she leaves. Sarah decides to retrieve the Red Power Star at a very difficult time when the other Rangers were captured by Galvanax, and Brody, Ninja Steel Red, was alone with their ally, Mick. Brody refuses to give her his star, saying he needs it to rescue the others. Sarah tells him he feels like he's the Ranger's last hope and they are relying on him, because she feels the same. Brody decides to trust her and give her the star, completing the set. Sarah and Santa Claus exit the time tunnel in the air over Summer Grove High School, moments before Cleopatra's attack. Sarah enters the school and hides as the earlier events play out. Sarah unfreezes the Rangers, and when Cleopatra returns, the monster finds the Rangers morphed and retreats. The Rangers chase down Cleopatra, and Brody activates his Lion Fire Armor Star, which is evidently a continuity error, as he would need that star to do it. Trying to freeze Cleopatra, Brody tries to use the freeze power of the time controller, but hits the wrong button, and activates a growth function instead, becoming giant. Cleopatra does the same, and the two face off. The Red Robozor joins the battle before Brody finishes the monster off with the Lion Fire Flame Strike. Afterwards, Sarah returns from her trip to give the stars back to the past rangers and destroys the time controller in the stove, resetting the time stream to normal. Sarah tells the other rangers that the situation helped her realize that Christmas isn't about gifts, but spending time with those you love. The rangers reciprocate her, her sentiments, but reveal that they had a present waiting for her the whole time. The other rangers had arranged for Santa Claus to visit and let Sarah have a ride in the sleigh. And after their adventure... Santa will even let her drive. Sarah and Santa pull off into the sky as the others wave goodbye. Well, once again, it is a new Saban-era Power Rangers Christmas special. And once again, it is a clip show involving the Rangers meeting up with Santa Claus. Now, this marks the third such special in a row, building upon uh, Dino Charge's Race to Rescue Christmas, which was back in uh, uh, Gaiden episode 24, and Super Dino Charges, here comes Heximus, back in Gaiden episode 27. At this point, I would be more surprised if Santa did not make an appearance in one of these specials. Another recurring theme here is that, having not watched the series these episodes come from, the flashback clips lack context for me. They're fine for what they are, and Sarah does provide some setup as she prepares to make each time jump, but you do sort of have to just go with the flow here with this episode. Now, of course, the entire plot is pretty much borrowed from Avengers Endgame, but I think we all knew that from the synopsis, right? The action sequences this time out do not include a mook fight, but instead has the rangers fighting the monster at human size, followed by a giant ranger versus monster battle. This alone was a very novel touch to me, as we do not get giant rangers all that often. Now, the giant ranger moment, which jumps to mind for me at my age, is of course from Green with Evil, where the evil green ranger grows to giant to team up with the giant Goldar against the Megazord. This particular scene here in this episode is probably not going to become as classic to Power Rangers fans as that Green with Evil one, but it is unique. Now believe it or not, in the original episode of Nine Ninja from which this footage is taken, the Red Ranger does the full-on Ultraman growing giant sequence with the static shots of him getting larger, while in the US version we only get the final shot where he does strike a very Ultraman-like pose as he comes out as a giant. Amazingly enough, this sequence is the first time that a giant ranger engages in direct combat with a giant monster. They had done giant uh, rangers before, but, but not 
fighting a monster, which is amazing to me. Ninja Steel Red does get to show off some nifty special moves involving fire, appropriately, as most Red Rangers. Uh, similar to my sentiment from the last few Christmas specials, I like the special attacks, but without the context of the powers, they're just flashy attacks, right? They don't have as much build-up or anticipation or weight to them, because I just don't know the history with them. I must admit, though, Ninja Steel Red's final taunt when about to strike the finishing blow on Cleocatra, Merry Christmas, kitty litter, made me legitimately laugh out loud on my couch. Cleocatra herself makes for a fun Super Sentai monster, a cybernetic cat with a digital stopwatch stuck in her chest, metal claws on her hands and feet, and armor on her shoulders and from her knees down. Now, this mix of armor and fur Reminds me of a battle beast, or a beast former, if you prefer your Japanese Transformers. Most of whom had a similar sort of motif with their uh, animal skin and armor. I like Cleocatra's overall look, a strong mix of both the feline and temporal aspects, uh, and she becomes a, a successful monster because of it. Unlike Heximus, though, from Here Comes Heximus, Cleocatra's Sentai counterpart was not a Christmas monster. Instead, she actually comes from believe it or not, a clip show episode of Nine Ninja, which takes place in the summer. In fact, the title specifically includes It's Summer in the title. Now, the other thing, for what it's worth, in Nine Ninja, the monster that Cleocatra is adapted from is called Mataneko. And Mataneko, similarly, is a relation of a previously defeated monster. In this case, it is the monster Nekomata, who was the older brother of Mataneko's second cousin's friend in what is rapidly approaching a Spaceballs level of absurdity. Overall, past, presence, and future reminds me quite a bit of Here Comes Heximus and that it's a serviceable Christmas episode, which should be a hit with fans of the show. Taken as a single episode of Ninja Steel, it's not the most interesting or well-written example. But for a clip show, with some new footage wrapping around it, I think it works well as a fair amount of action. Now, if you or your kids are into Power Rangers or Tokusatsu in general, I think this one deserves a spin this holiday season. I watched this one with my kids. We had not watched Ninja Steel. All of them enjoyed it. Just the little clips and the, the funny parts with the food fight and the monster fighting. They, they all enjoyed it to the point that my youngest went and dug up some of my other Power Rangers Christmas uh, shows and wants to watch them. So, you know, hey, obviously it was a hit with the target audience. Now, if you want to watch Past, Presence, and Future, unfortunately, it's not included on the Ninja Steel DVD set, nor is it on the Power Rangers YouTube channel, which is where I found Here Comes Heximus last year. I found it on YouTube on just an unofficial channel that someone posted. So that's probably your best bet if you'd like to check this episode out this season. All right, so this episode marks 15 overall episodes for Earth Destruction Directive in 2022, including three guidance, including this one. We covered a lot of ground the last 12 months, folks, including finishing up a few series. We finished up Showa Godzilla. We finished up the 1990s Gamera Trilogy. We finished up the recent Godzilla Anime Trilogy. And we finished Shinpei Hayashiya's Indie Kaiju Epics, for now anyway. Evidently, he's making a new one. We also covered some more Ultraman, including the final Ultraman Zero-specific movie, Ultraman Saga, and the very first Ultraman Marvel Comics miniseries. And similar to the MonsterVerse coverage from last year, we also covered an another American Daikaiju film in Rampage. Show also had our first interview in a few years, dating back to 2018, when we sat down with Ross Radke, creator of the independent monster comic book Stomped. 
Now, over the year, we did have some guests on hand to talk monsters, including the aforementioned Ross Radke, plus my brother Jason for both Rampage and Terror of Mechagodzilla, Dr. Bill Robinson for the Bermuda Depths, and my good friend Adam Tebow for Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris. Now, through 2022, we have seen the continued growth of the YouTube channel, including the first YouTube exclusives, which was the Yes, He Was Eaten, the Jenny Hanover remix from uh, the Bermuda Depths featuring Burl Ives, and the Stomped 3 Kickstarter unboxing, which I thought was very cool, getting the, uh, uh, the um, physical editions of Stomped 1, 2, and 3. Uh, the plan, you know, such as, as these things are, is to continue to create uh, additional content for YouTube, uh, both through mirroring the podcast, which we're doing now, uh, also with additional topics which make more sense to cover in a, a visual rather than an audio medium. So that, that is the plan for 2023. We will see how that goes. Um, you know, I'm putting it out here. I said this before. I'm putting it out here in the podcast so there's some chance I have to live up to it since I'm putting it out there in the world. The other major task I started in 2022 is uploading Earth Destruction Directive to archive.org. Now, I've long been a fan of the Internet Archive. I've talked about them on here plenty of times. And I decided it was time to start preserving Earth Destruction Directive digitally beyond just keeping backups on my laptop. Now, I'm hoping to get the entire series up there in 2023, but for now, new episodes are being uploaded as they are released. So if you go on archive.org, just search for Earth Destruction Directive and see what you find. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the Internet Archive, and I want to support it. And I thought it was a good, good spot to you know, preserve Earth Destruction Directive for future posterity. 2022 was a year with a lot of changes for me in pretty much all aspects of my life. You know, I think we can say that probably about 2021 and 2020 before it, too. So I don't mind change, per se, uh, because change is the only concept in this entropic universe in which we live. The best that any of us can do, I think, is accept that changes are coming. Just do your best to adapt to them. Now, all that said, I would like to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you listeners out there, no matter how long you've been listening, whether this is just the latest episode or you're just discovering us this year or however. I've said this many times, podcasts are a labor of love. Earth Destruction Directive is no different. But I do want to say that all you fine folks, I want you all to know that I value and appreciate your patronage. And I hope that I was able to make your year a little bit brighter, a little bit happier, a little bit more monstrous uh, here with Earth Destruction Directive. I mean it, I say it every episode, but I mean it when I say that Earth Destruction Directive is for everyone and all are welcome here. I am here to share something which I have enjoyed for literally decades. Uh, and if you want to join in, all the better. I've said it before. I will say it again. I'm not here to win the fandom. I'm not here to save the fandom. I'm not here to bury the fandom. I'm just here for the giant monsters and all that comes with that. I hope everyone is having and will continue to have a happy and safe holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate this time of year, and that you can spend those holidays with those important to you. I'd also like to wish everyone a happy and safe New Year's Eve, as always, emphasis on the safe, as uh, we are, first and foremost, a safety-conscious podcast here at Destruction Directive. So if you're ringing in the new year with some of your favorite beverages, do it safely. Don't put yourself or others in danger. Me, I stay home with my wife and kids. I don't have to worry about it too much. I've, I've said it before, worst I might have to do is negotiate up the steps if I <laughs> overindulge. I would also like to ask everyone, please remember all that we have to be thankful for this season. Keep in our minds those who maybe don't have as much to be thankful for. These are, you know, folks in our own communities, folks in our places of business, or maybe inside our own family. Reach out to those folks. Let them know that you're thinking about them. They're not alone. And we talked about mental health quite a few times this year. Still an ongoing topic of discussion. 
no matter how much we wish it wouldn't become an ongoing topic of discussion. So holidays can be tough for people. You're, you're surrounded by people that are always happy at the holidays. At least that's what it feels like, right? And sometimes you don't feel like you can be happy. So if you're feeling that way, please reach out to someone that can, that is a, you know, that, that you trust. And if you feel that some of your friends or loved ones are like that way, reach out to them, help them out. You know, we I said it, I said it, I think on the, uh, on the Gorath episode, you know, we, we have to help each other out in this world. And this is the time of year that I think that sometimes comes into sharp focus. So this, everybody, please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. All right, folks, that's all I have. This is the last time we're going to talk in 2022. So thank you all for listening and thank you for sticking with the show for another year. We'll be back in 2023 for more giant monsters, more mayhem, more fun. I hope all of you will be there with me. This is Luke Giaconetti signing off for Earth Destruction Directive here in South Carolina. And all that's left to say is keep them stomping and Merry Christmas. This has been Earth Destruction Directive, a Daikaiju podcast, produced and created by me, Luke Giaconetti, as part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, available at twotruefreaks.com. This is a fan work celebrating the history and culture of Japanese giant monsters. All movies, TV shows, comic books, characters, and other intellectual property is copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. If you would like to send an email to the show, you can email me at earthdestructiondirective at yahoo.com. I try to respond to all emails, and if you send in some comments, I will read them on the show. All episodes of Earth Destruction Directive can be found at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find the show on your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Earth Destruction Directive. You can even leave a review on your podcatcher of choice if you'd like. You can find me on Facebook. Just search for first name Luke, last name EDD. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter. Just search for the handle at LJacone. That's L-J-A-C-O-N-E. The theme song for this podcast is Future Gladiator by Kevin McLeod downloaded from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Thanks for listening, and be sure to come back next time for more city-stomping fun here on Earth Destruction Directive. Tune in next time to hear the crusty old podcaster from Oklahoma say, There's a WTF (laughs) moment if I ever saw one.